All right, so I'm recording. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> How funny is it? I'm like anti-straw, but have metal straws and, you know, anti the whole... Not, not having not paper plastic straws. straws. Yeah. Yeah, anti-paper straw, but has metal straws. I don't mind metal straws, actually. They're pretty good. I think they're nice. It yeah. keeps the water cold as it goes up into your yeah. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Not that I like cold water. I don't. Um... Oh, I haven't actually told you this. What? Um, I've started getting into meditation. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a big deal. Because um, I was talking to Amy about it a bit and it is something and like listening. Like mindfulness as well. Specifically. Um, and um, I've got <laughs> getting into meditation. I've downloaded Sam Harris's app. Okay. Um, and I've done the first now. Does three. he have a mindfulness app? Well, it's a meditation app. Um, it's called uh, Waking Up. Okay. Um, and in it, it just has like daily lessons and okay. like theory as well behind like some of the things you're doing. And you're basically meant to like kind of integrate both of them into the practice. Mm. Um, yeah, really liking it. I mean, I've only been doing it for like three days, but I'm going to I'm going to just do it because it's meant to be every day. Okay. And see what happens. Um, but the very first one... It kind of blew my mind because it's like just like a breathing exercise where yeah. it's just like, you know, close your eyes. We're going to just focus on your breathing for five minutes. And he, and like Sam's like talking to you through it. Okay. Um, like he's your instructor and um, in his like monotone voice. And, um, well, and he's saying like, you know, focus on the sensation of breathing, not the act of breathing and stuff like that. Okay. Um, which is, I'm Which sure, is something you haven't well, thought about. It, I was just like, that's like when he's saying it, I'm like, that's really, like, after it's like, very interesting because it's like, because at first you're like controlling your breathing. And yeah. Everyone knows what that feels like. Yeah. Like when you take charge of your breathing, it becomes not, and then he's like, right, now let it just become autonomous, but still focus on the things that are happening in your body as you breathe. Like, mm, so mine was like, like, like I, was, I was like focusing on like the rise and fall of my chest. Um, and then he, and then it's like focusing on that sensation without being in control of it. That's weird. Very difficult. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what the focus is and yeah. stuff. But then, uh, it was really funny cause it's like doing it for five minutes and then like having my eyes close for five minutes. I was trying to describe it to Amy, but I'm like, there was this part of my brain that was, it felt like it was just screaming for stimulus. It probably was. Yeah. And I, I like to the point where like towards the end I was getting a headache um, oh, this is a good segue yeah, to our topic. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh my God, like if I'm, if I'm like, if that's how I would say like tainted my like thought space is to need that much stimulus, like this is a good thing for me to do Yeah, that I couldn't go five minutes. Like it was just at the start of my day before I went to the, I had to go to, I had a bunch of chores to do. I was like, right, I'm just going to do this first lesson. It's because sit. you're honing into your system too, whereas usually your system one would just, just take like, over. just like, oh, keep going, yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, system two like was fully in charge yeah. and it's going, well, what's going on? Why Why am I here? Why am I needed? And it's like, you're not needed, but yeah. I'm activating you. Yeah. It's very interesting. And like, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, fuck, I'm like, and that was the, pro like, because, you know, when you're trying to meditate, it's like you acknowledge the thought and then... Yeah let it pass yeah. and this thought that consumed like the last minute of the meditation which feels like a lifetime honestly was like what what's going on why you know there needs to be more happening like yeah. do you know what i mean and i'm like no no just 
let it acknowledge that and i was like i can't get past this thought i was like fuck that's this is the whole point like it's really good and i was like fuck this is just the first one like so i'm really looking forward <laughs> really to it really geez you up for the next few days isn't it well i was just like ah, oh, this is definitely something that i need to do like because yeah. i'm like obviously this is a, f- a fault in my system yeah uh, something's going wrong here because i shouldn't you should be able to like close your eyes for five minutes and just stop being like that should be possible it should be but fuck it's hard it is very hard i think that blew um, my mind well i do something similar like when i'm trying to wind down for sleep Mm. so i you know have the headspace app and they've got a lot of sleep casts and they've also got like background music of like water and like rain that i really enjoy that i mean it's a bit of a double-edged sword because i was laying in bed getting comfortable and like listening to the sound of rain but it made me want to pee so Ah. (laughs) I had to get up and wee, uh, <laughs> but so good. it's otherwise like really nice. And they have these little wind down exercises and visualizations. Mm. So like they'll, it's, they go through like a story with you and they get you to switch off parts of your body and it's really relaxing, Ugh. but it's really difficult uh, yeah. when you're so used to having so much stimulus. And especially like those of us who um, lay in bed and scroll through social media just before they sleep, there's so much stimulation before... Well, bed. You, well, you know, like, do you have your blue light filter off on your phone? Um, uh, sometimes I do. You just have it off permanently. It's yeah, so I bad know. for you. They've yeah. even got glasses now that filter out. Blue light, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. get a pair to wear at work. I have some. I want to get a pair to wear at work because mm. we're in front of computers all day. All day, yeah. I just think it's just terrible for you. Yeah. Um, so that's something I should look into once I get some money. <laughs> <laughs> Tax time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not getting anything back. I, I'll talk to you about that. Oh, okay. It's not good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think it's a good little segue into um, what we want to talk about today. Well, a topic we're going to explore. Um, yeah, addiction and vices, one mm. that we wanted to talk about for a while. I guess yeah. for me then, like... Um, if I had to think about my experience the other day with this, um, obviously there's something going on where I'm in need of stimulus. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want to just chalk it up to living in the modern world. Like this is something going on in me that requires this much. But you are still a product of your environment. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, that's that's also an interesting conversation. Like, how much are we a product of our environment versus now that we're as a humans, like we have got to the point where we don't really evolve anymore. We change our environment to suit our needs. Yeah. Um, and I think you can still have that uh, sort of power over your surroundings. That's what mm. you make your home, right? Yeah, that's um, true. And like that's what you, how you behave and and you know. So it's like I'm like I need to identify what the fuck is going on. Like because I thought getting rid of my time on social media would have mm. eliminated that but obviously i need to maybe take that even further and just get rid of most of my time on my phone yeah and like video games start getting rid of that what's like, your screen time like um oh not much in terms of phone usage yeah on computer a lot yeah okay. um which is probably where it's coming from okay um and I would say that would be one of my vices. Like I spend way too much time on computer okay. um, at work and then I bring that home, which is a problem probably. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but um, mind-blowing to me. 
that I couldn't do this for five minutes. I thought I was more powerful than that. It'd be interesting to see how you how you progress. Yeah, well, I want to keep at it. Yeah. It's not something I want to let slip because um, I will notice if I let it slip. Because Now you become acutely aware of it. That's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I think one of my – I don't know. Like, I was trying to think. I'm like, am I addicted to anything? And then I was starting to think. I'm like, it's very hard to identify your own addictions because – I mean, you have to be... It's a source of um, happiness to you, really. Well, yeah, and then the self-destructive ones as well, though. Like the, the They prob- still give you a dopamine hit, so you still, uh, like, find joy. Not a, I don't think it's as hard at that point. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, alcoholics and stuff. I don't think they're happy people. No, but... Do you know what I mean? They have right? a numbing agent. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not that far. Okay. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure. So, I'm like, uh, like, well, I guess to backtrack it a little bit it's like when i'm trying to identify my own addictions i was like it's going to be difficult because i haven't got to the point where they're probably too self-destructive well they i think this is a good time to identify the actual definition of what an addiction is go on (laughs) because you know i know um essentially i know you googled it beforehand yesterday actually (laughs) (laughs) but essentially any addiction Anything can be classified as an addiction, and I I use the word anything because a lot of people link it to substances, but it's not um, just that. Um, It's just anything that gets in the way of you going about your day-to-day life. So anything that hinders you um, being able to participate in your day-to-day life activities. Yeah. So, you know, like just say somebody has... a gambling addiction, you know. It's consuming it's, them. It's consuming them. And so, you know, that dips into their financial security, which dips into other parts of their lives. And yeah. lo and behold, you're um, in a really bad position. See, that's why I find it hard to identify an addiction I might have because, I, like I said, like I don't think my personal vices have gotten that far So maybe yet, you couldn't classify them as an addiction. Well, rather yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, like they're just problem behaviors or something like that. Maybe they are problematic. Yeah, that's why I think this all have the potential. Yeah, like to I think be I, so. Yeah, like I, I, it's like teetering on the precipice, but I'm, uh, I don't know, responsible enough to not let them get out of hand. Okay. Which I, I, I don't think like I don't agree with the wording of it because like it infers that. Some people, uh, some people don't are have irresponsible. yeah 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 well that's but if you i think some people also have um the some people are more predisposed yeah 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 uh, predisposed I think that's to been proven that it's yeah, like there's a gene yeah um but like um like from using that mindfulness app like this meditation technique it's kind of gone i've gone oh hang on like there is a problem here in the way my thinking is yeah but to to at, but then like when it's like all right self-examine what's going wrong it's like well there's nothing really going wrong at the moment when I compare myself outwardly yeah when I compare myself inwardly I'm like I'm kind of happy with where I am but then it's like well so I can't that, I sit still for five minutes well, that's right yeah so I'm like hang on some like there's something there that isn't working properly and maybe it's in a a, a, ha- a hobby or a habit that I'm um, spending too much time on and I think. That's where or, I've like linked in the computer and stuff. But you have such an insatiable need to to know things, 
And so, like, maybe... Maybe I'm not satisfying that itch yeah, as much you, as you, I should be. Exactly. Because yeah. in moments where that's not the, the primary mm. push and you yeah. have to sort of sit Stop. back, yeah. your brain's like, wait, I'm not it. learning anything. That could be it. Although, it actually is kind of learning something. It's learning how to chill out. Y- yes. Which um, is a new skill. Definitely. Um, which is also a skill I want to have because I think... One problem I have, we've talked about like uh, trying to find time to read. It's like, well, I know I can read. I've read before, but I <laughs> kind of don't. It's like, why? Because it's the only thing I can do in that moment. Yeah. And that's, yeah. again, that's like a behavior thing that I don't like. Yeah. That it's like, that I don't like just doing one thing at a time. Right. <laughs> like, where's that come from? Because Mr. Overachiever over here. Well, no, like, it's not about over. I mean, like, it's like, you know, we've said, like, oh, I'll be cleaning the house Being and, productive. like, listening to a podcast. Or, yeah, but, It's like, a productivity thing. Yeah, but even sometimes it's, like, it is a productivity thing, but I need to identify when I'm using that behavior not productively. Yes. And I think I'm probably doing that maybe too much. Okay. Anyway, this is, like, the... the the press, this is the, just the f- beginnings of this thought process because I've only started this like three days ago. <laughs> I love um, that. This is which already... is why when you were like, let's do addiction devices, I was like, yes, because I've just started like really thinking about yeah. that. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's been my own personal thought bubble the last couple of days. Hmm. I'm trying to think through where I'm, where I'm going, wh- why couldn't I do that? And I, I think it's related to, yeah. Personal vices like computer games, like um, watching YouTube, yeah, like that sort of thing, yeah, um, getting in the way of potentially, like you've said, I think that's a really excellent point. Things that I actually care about, which is like learning, and, yeah, and like it's I, because I don't think um, I'm not not really getting out of something like. The video game I'm currently playing, like I played it, it's like a remake. I yeah. played it when I was a teenager and I'm playing through it again. It's like, what am I getting out of it? Nothing. It's like rewatching a movie. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's a ha- comfort thing too. Mm, it's a nostalgia hit. Yeah. Um, Which is dopamine. That's right. So, okay. yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, there's little things in there. I'm like, oh, now I know more about life. I'm picking up more references in the in the game. So you're so still like, getting something out of it. Yeah, but not much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't it's, think so. Yeah, but you can't say you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. But I could be getting more out of it if I spent all that time. And you'd hate... If I, I'll tell you. So I looked at the amount of hours I'd played. So I got I bought this game... Does it tell you how many hours yeah, you spent yeah, playing yeah, yeah. it? Well, as a teenager, um, there was a game called, um, you know, like Skyrim. Yeah. One before that called Oblivion. Yeah. So that was out. That came out on the um, uh, uh, 360 Xbox. Yeah. Yep. And my brother and I used to like buy in together to get consoles and shit. Um, I spent. I would think 500 hours on that game as a teenager. That's just one game. Uh, right? So this latest one. See, that sounds like a lot to me because gaming's not a priority to me. It, 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 it is a lot. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of time. Okay. Um, there's people that are worse, but that doesn't excuse my own behavior. Um, <laughs> this current one, uh, how long have I had the game? I think maybe two months. Yeah. 120 hours. 
of time. But so see, like what? What's that? Nearly five days of the last two months I've just spent in front of that screen playing this game. Like how disgusting is that? Well, <laughs> again, it doesn't align with my priorities. So <laughs> like, I could think of better things to that's do. That's right. Um, I feel guilty if I spend that much time on something. Um, and I am a... I'm a binger of TV shows. So, like, I can sit in front of the TV and just watch six episodes in a row. And I end up feeling guilty because that's time I could have gone out and actually, like, gone for a walk or read a um, book. Read a book or cleaned cleaned my bathroom. (laughs) You know, Uh, like, adult things. Yeah, exactly. When I've just um, indulged in my sloth. Yeah. um, Um, So, yeah, that's. That's, um, it's, I'd never thought apart, it's like up till three days ago, I kind of was of the opinion, I'm like, yeah, I do spend a bit of time playing games, but it's not really a problem. But then after doing, trying to do that meditation, I'm like, no, this is a problem. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not behaving how I should be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, time to adjust. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm sure when you're in it, you feel like you're just like system one chilling, but it's probably stimulating a lot more than you realize. Well, I mean, we could have a massive, it'd be a bit, bit of a one-sided discussion, but we could have a massive talk about video games and their impact because there are tons of different types of video games as well. Yeah. Like I think surface level, everyone kind of thinks about like Fortnite, COD, yeah, Minecraft, but there's games that, um, are almost like visual novels. Sure. Um, like um, Zelda or something. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Zelda's great. Yeah, but it's not a visual novel. <laughs> Why like, is this big story? It's really not. Oh, my God. Like, I'm <laughs> Can you tell I'm not a gamer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm like, it would be a one-sided discussion. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be um, like, oh, no idea. And it's like, I think there's value in playing those sorts of games. But again, it's like one of them um, that I played... Recently, it's called Disco Elysium. Like, I've spent, I think, like, 50 hours in that game. That's a lot. But it's, it's basically just point and click, and you're just reading text, like dialogue. Like, that's all you're doing, basically, and making decisions based off dialogue choices. Oh, okay. So, like, it's basically... That sounds like so much fun. Well, it is. It's a really good story. <laughs> so, it's basically a book with Okay, art. an interactive book. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. And I was, I'm like... I'm like, ref- when I reflect on that game, I'm like, that was good use of time. Like, I would argue that. Current game I'm playing, nah. Okay. Sure. It's like, the to me, it's like, with, and we'll, we'll stop talking about this now. I'll make this last point. The difference between those, like, mainstream games, they're like Marvel movies. Okay. You just go to them to just turn off. And then you find, like, a really, really good film that's, like, an independent film or something like that. Or, like, some directors, like, put their fucking heart and soul into it or writers like written a really tight script and that's really engaging yeah okay. and like that's the difference and like sure. anyway, yeah. yeah but yeah i probably spend too much time playing video games <laughs> <laughs> i'll never Cut forget long, long story short i'll never forget when i was like 15 years old i went for a um interview at a gaming shop and the guys who were interviewing me asked me what games that i played and <laughs> nah, none. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, like solitaire. Uh, yeah, I'm not even joking. I said that. Uh, and I was like, I play Pokemon on my um, Game Boy. Lovely. 
and also Super Mario and the NES. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that good choices. It. They were my gaming experience. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, um, no. <laughs> no, I got the job. Oh, wow. <laughs> I laugh to this day. I remember... <laughs> when like, was this? Pardon? When was this? I was two, like 15. Two... Okay. So, what? 20... Uh, 2005? Yeah, right. <laughs> Got him old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I was in grade five. I was working at a game shop. <laughs> Selling things. Someone come up to me. Is this a first person shooter? Yeah, definitely. No idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. What about you? My addictions. Yeah, or vices. Like, what's a oh. personal vice? Um, look, I'm uh, probably definitely addicted to my phone. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's common for a lot of people. Yeah, so I obviously can identify that I'm addicted to it, and like my screen time reflects. Do you have that? That um, as well. Do you have that app that tells you how? Well, Apple just gives you screen time oh, reports. What's your screen time report? It's too embarrassing to say over a podcast. I told you how my how long I play games for. Yeah, but you didn't have to. Oh what? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Is that gaslighting? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, yes, yeah, so I have a lot of hours. So essentially. More than more than 12? Le- oh, less than 12. Oh, okay. 12 yeah. is like, who spends 12? Oh, maybe if you work on your phone, that would be achievable. M- but more than I, eight? Pardon? More than eight? No, not more than eight. What do you worry about? Because still it's an embarrassing Six? number. Pardon? Six. I don't. I look. I uh, <laughs> if I guess it, will you tell me? No. One, two, it's definitely more. Three. Can you stop? Chronological <laughs> order isn't going to save you. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I have days where I like you know try and make sure that I get my screen time below a two-hour mark for the day, so yeah. I can have a bit of a detox. Mm. And even still, two hours of your day is still a lot of time. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, just even if looking at your how many times you pick up your phone in a day, yeah, can be pretty startling. It's humbling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I know. I notice I use my phone at work as like a stopwatch almost, but yeah. I have a deck phone that I has the time on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Why am I picking up my smartphone, not the other phone? I say, you know, I'll have mine because I want to count steps and things. Yeah, true. You know, like I. <laughs> A phone is a useful tool. Like I think yeah. having a mobile phone, like a smartphone, is a great a great thing. But, but fun- it's what you use it for. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, how funny is that this is though the- that we've both identified our vices and then defended them? That's a part. Well, that <laughs> is, that's a part of it. Yeah. But I mean, like I, <laughs> I think like in the past I've like overcome. Um, probably more problematic addictions mm. or addictive behaviors like um uh in relation to like past traumas i had like responded to those things by like um eating mm. like binge eating and i you know i got to like a really unhealthy weight mm-hmm. but that was like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. um to get through what i was like dealing with mm-hmm. and so i think like when you're in it no one it's really difficult to listen to those around you who are like saying to you you know like Mm. this isn't healthy like you need to get some help blah 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 um you need to make that 
internal pivotal decision and it's so challenging Mm -hmm. because you get so um caught up in that that comfort cycle it's the um again rigorous self-critique of your own behaviors which is is uncomfortable yeah it's the hardest thing to do in my opinion Mm. because you have to be it's easy to be honest with other people because it doesn't really affect you but when you're trying to be honest with yourself directly impacts your behavior it's incredibly hard yeah because the stakes become so much higher which you know really in my opinion should be like the driving force like the stakes are so high it's your life 100 percent. but um like i can i was doing a lot of research into like the links between um childhood trauma and addictions in adulthood yeah yeah nice and the there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn between the two. Wow. You know, because uh, I'm, it's no secret to a lot of people that, like, obviously the, the love and nurture um, that you get from your parents mm-hmm. um, helps hardwire your brain and your emotions and your emotional intelligence as an adult. So if, if there are are times in your development where you're let down significantly or experience some uh, heavy trauma, those connections can't, they Be can't made. form right. and they're impaired. Well, they either don't form or become impaired, right? So you can't um, strengthen something that's never been there, mm. right? Yeah. So, and it's not one of those cases where it's like you can just continuously blame your parents for letting you down. And that's not what I'm saying. But, there are actual it's, scientific it's data ex- that supports yeah the external factors influencing your own behaviors exactly yeah. and think about like you know um substance abuse and things like that those things that people are ingesting and taking they um you know trigger chemical balance that's right but they trigger those dopamine hits right so it feels like you're getting a bit of a warm hug mm. um that you maybe didn't get otherwise exactly mm. and i watched this really interesting um uh ted talk actually and it was about how like the stigmatization of addiction is what's perpetuating the problem and they sort of like dove into the whole like we ostracize addicts and we you know shun them and make them feel like they're lesser of a person because of things that they've participated mm-hmm. in. And like, it is a catch 22 because I can understand that, you know, while under the influence of some things, like behaviors are like pretty, can be pretty um, uh, yeah, yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. But um, there's like been science to support um, the, that rehabilitation is a lot more successful when it comes from a place of love. And it, and I'm glad you've gone there because I have a thing to say about that. But keep going, finish it. Well, there was this experiment, and I'm sure everybody's heard about the rat in a cage with um, water laced with um, heroin yeah. and water. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, if you have one rat in one cage and his only two options are heroin and plain old water, it's you're going to have the heroin because yeah. you've got nothing else to do. Yeah. But if you take that same rat, pot it in a rat topia where he has all the rats he could ever have sex with he has all the cheese or all the food he could ever eat he has 
um, the social networks and social bonds Mm. with other rats, Mm. then they are more likely to just stick with normal water and not become addicted to the heroin lace water. Mm. So that really got me thinking about the whole, like how even I personally perceive addiction. Yeah, right. You know, it's pretty interesting. There was um, interesting, like the big argument around drugs. Let's just take this in the substance angle. Sure. Um, And how to uh, manage uh, the drug problem. Hmm. Uh, Because obviously with drugs and addiction comes crime and then... That's right. ...the the criminal behaviour. That's right. Um, And... Uh, the the uh, currently the way that addicts are treated is um, like we're lucky in Australia we do have like some rehabilitative process in that regard but the crimes that people do under the influence are treated criminally yeah um, but I think one and there is I think there is an argument to be made that you should decriminalize so not legalize but decriminalize the possession and use of drugs okay um not the selling that should yeah. still be criminal um because you want to stop like the spread of it yeah but you shouldn't be sending people to jail for carrying weed cocaine whatever okay um and this is a much bigger problem in australia uh, in america than it is in australia i think but um because uh, uh, Port- uh, Portugal has basically said if people are caught, like, um, involved in some sort of drug incident hmm. and they're identified as an addict, they can't go to jail. They get mandated to go to a rehabilitation centre. They've basically gotten rid of the drug problem. Well, it's just more of a humanistic approach, That's isn't right. it? Because I It's rem- not punitive. No. And You're like, not punishing people for behaviours that potentially are out of their control. See that, and that brings me to the next point, where is there, uh, I feel like a lot of people would have the uh, ideology that you get to a certain age where you have a choice and you can make the choice <laughs> to better yourself. But I, my only argument to that is that take somebody who from an early age just say they were in a situation where their mother was an addict while they were in utero Mm. and just say they were born and was exposed from day one they're withdrawing from whatever the hell their mom was ingesting that and then you know think about their neural pathways this actually happens they can they can never form yeah well um like we use um, suboxone and methadone on, like babies are treated for withdrawal symptoms. Of course, in it definitely. Yeah, it definitely happens. So they, <laughs> it's dreadful. It is, but um, do they, when they're older, yeah. do you think that they have well, one the, of the physiological connections one of the p- to ever truly make? Well, one of the pathways choices. that has been set up for them from the start is that need. Yeah. Like that's been before they were even conscious. Yeah. That neurological pathway exists in them. So think how over is time, that there? That will strengthen yeah, but ha- over time. Well, if they're exposed constantly to the behavior, right? So it comes back to True. what you're saying about okay. the social link. Like if you put, sure. hopefully, I don't know, but hopefully you would hope 
if you put that person in an environment where they're not exposed to that sort of behavior they're loved and encouraged mm. they would hopefully not end up that way but if they realistically they're going to be still in that environment they're still genetically predisposed that and like i said if we're coming down to it, it's their choice mm. like that's what we originally yeah. this argument came to yeah they that child wasn't even conscious to have the choice that's to develop right. that neurological pathway. That's right. How is it still their choice later on? Exactly. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. So you shouldn't really be blaming this person. Yeah. Like when they had no, like if you asked them. Yeah. Like if they could have the choice, of course they're going to say no. Yeah. But it's their, this pathway that has been built into them. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I can't, I, I don't blame, like, personally, I do not blame, like, addicts at all. Like, it, it's just, it, it's born out of circumstance. Um, hmm. So, I agree with this Portuguese model of, like, non-punitive measures. Because yeah. that, it's worked. Yeah. For starters. Well, their proof is in the pudding, That's isn't right. It? Um, when, if you keep sending, if you keep, sending people to jail like you're keeping them in that environment mm. um and it's just going to keep propagating the problem exactly. and it's also a massive burden to taxpayers yeah if you want to take that argument like yeah um so um that was just the kind of thing i wanted to mention i don't know if you knew about it but yeah i know but it's it's also really challenging too because think of um like law enforcement yeah. And the... Well, the difficulty there is that they're they the victims of the actions of these people, right? They see the worst of it. Yeah. And when you're so exposed to that continuously, mm. what sort of then opinions will you develop? Well, maybe the problem there is that um, people who are on that front line, so even like healthcare workers social workers the works maybe they don't have the support they need to be dealing with these that sort of behavior do you know what i mean well it can be really confronting if you've never been exposed to it before definitely i remember um actually there's something that stuck with me for years and years mm. like when i was a student i was exposed to um i'd never seen somebody who had been like affected by drugs before or anything like that and I got exposed to it and then someone said to me like you know Katie no one ever chooses to be a drug addict and then and then it got me thinking and I was like yeah that's right so how can you not have at least sympathy for these people but then surely there are cases where you have people who have come from a good home living you know, could have had a really good life, but were hanging out with the wrong people and took drugs and then got addicted. But again, it's like, why did they take those drugs if they knew that taking drugs is bad and okay? Like, <laughs> or maybe they thought I would be the one. Yes, you want to fit in. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, it's like that's kind of their a in, in, in the, most of those scenarios. Like, it's people's agency coming away from them at that point, and it's like, yeah, like that. I'm, I am sure there are times where people are like, no, nah, I want to take this drug because of its effects. Like, yeah. From day one, it's like, like party I know, drugs. There are a lot of people. Yeah. Out there who or enjoy like, party like drugs. I'm, even heroin. I'm sure there's someone out there who has been, someone has provided them her or they've seeked out heroin off of a blank canvas because they've gone, I want to know what that's like. So you think curiosity. 
Yeah, and and but again, then did they then keep going because they liked it? And then it's like, okay, so why did they keep going? You got to kind of explore that scenario. Yeah. Um, maybe they had a predisposition to addictive behaviors. Maybe it's like, and also you want to ask them like, why are you seeking out heroin? Like, if you know it's like, oh, it's a, you know, it's effects. Do you think that's a? Why do you want to experience these effects? What's going on in your life that makes you want to experience that? Like, alter your reality. Mm. Yeah, that level of alteration. It's pretty significant. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. You know what I mean? Like, there, it, 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 it. I think it would be like, and I, I know you're not saying this, but it's naive of people's opinions to look at this sort of thing and be like no this is a easy yes no question that people are answering it's, it's like a no, very black and white this view. is like any other decision in your life there's yeah. so much background to it yeah like so much yeah like can you it's really you know rich of <clears throat> you somebody you, to judge somebody's you, you, actions yeah having you, never walked in their shoes and never being able to yeah you can't distill these decisions down to well they made the wrong one it's like yeah I've made tons of wrong decisions in my yeah. life. I would, yeah. and I don't want to be judged for them. I'll Absolutely. judge myself for them. Yeah, well, we're uh, our own worst critics. Yeah, so like that's why I'm like when any time dealing with that sort of thing, I'm yeah. pure just empathy or sympathy, whatever, whatever yeah. comes about. Yeah, because um, you know that they well, don't want to be like that. It's proven to work. Mm. You know. Like, there's a lot of research to support it. Yeah. And there is a lot of research out there about, like, yeah, the ever heard someone say to you, I've got an addictive personality. Like, that's an actual personality trait that people have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, you might have a family who addictions run rampant and you may not be addicted to anything. Like, it's, you know, it's really variable. It's funny because we're talking about, like, negative addictions as well. What about positive addiction? Like, when is that behavior okay? Well... Like, what if you're really addicted to, like, healthy eating? <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, it could transfer into an eating disorder. Yeah, right. So, that's like, you know, if some people are, are addicted to sex. Mm. And that can go badly. Yeah. Some people are addicted to exercising. All of a sudden... They yeah, they're, have they're having like massive rabdo events and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, severe events. So addiction isn't typically linked with positive behaviors. Mm. It's problematic. It's behaviors. always problematic. Yeah. 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 Cause it well, given its definition, I was about to say, given its definition, um, yeah, is that, that it impedes it was, on your life? Yeah. 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 Well, I guess then the balancing would be like it's like I really like this behavior and orientate your life around it. But then I guess it's impeding. Yeah, it's oh, controlling yes. your life at that point. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a difference between addiction and drive. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting topic, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah. There was something you were saying before I interrupted you about the Portuguese thing, though, and now I've forgotten what it was. I should have written it down. <laughs> It'll come back to you and then to you think. can I'm trying to think. <laughs> if you could only see Luke, the cogs are turning. It's gone. It's gone. I had two points. Oh. And I said the Portuguese one and you now did. I've forgotten the other one. No, it's probably some other Swedish. Obviously not important. 
<laughs> I always say that to people. Anytime I forget a point, I'm like, oh, it wasn't important then. Yeah, like, exactly. And you remember the important things. That's right. Um, um, yeah, I think, um, what were we talking about? Police, frontline mm. workers dealing with people with addictive personalities. Um, okay, let's talk about it from the perspective of... Um, Yes, okay, let's, we want to approach this behavior and stuff with love and empathy and things like that. Yeah. Okay, so just say it's one of your family members mm-hmm. um, oh, who... I hate it. Again, I sympathize with everyone involved in that thing, like, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, really, it can be quite disastrous. So just say you have a family member who is addicted to alcohol, for argument's sake. This is just an example. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they drink excessive amounts of alcohol, they turn quite violent and just say they will call you and uh, fight with you or they text you and they send you like really awful texts Ta- and become Even really threatening. worse than that, take it to the probably realistic scenario. They're your father and they beat you. Well, yeah, for that right? example, right? So that over time weighs on you right because you're trying to support them and you want to support them but how many times do you go through it before you say you hang up your hat for your own mental health yeah like how where 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 do you draw the line in the sand and say their behavior is no longer my responsibility to support anymore being out looking in i would say that's up to them and I'm not going to judge them for backing yeah. away. It's like an individual case by case thing. Hey, like you, I think like if someone, if someone was in that situation and like people would be, again, I think dumb to say that they're giving up on that family member. No, it's not giving up. No, I don't look at it, it that way. I don't either, but it, I, I would, I'm not going to be like, no, you shouldn't, you know, keep going, keep trying. No. You have no idea. Have yeah, exactly. no idea. Exactly. You don't know until you're in it. Like a hundred percent. It's so easy to be an outsider <laughs> so and be like, oh easy. well, you you shouldn't give up on them or yeah. you should have cut them off sooner. Yeah. Like no, you you have no idea what it's like. That's right. You don't know what's they're holding over them or exactly. anything going on. So yeah. No, I think that's up to them. What you should do if you're like you know if that's like a friend or something like that mm. your responsibility is making sure that they're safe yeah yeah um, and they have support yeah um because um they're in a dangerous situation there yeah so it's like your per- your responsibility to that person is ensuring their well-being exactly um and your own yeah like not the third person yeah. don't get involved there yeah that would be my thing yeah i'd give that advice as yeah well. um because um you don't want them to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. There's, um, a, there's a lot of variables. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, you know, interventions? I think that they are negative. Yeah, right. So, I think, uh, typically speaking, an intervention comes from a place of where... We've all acknowledged all, all you acknowledged, have this problem. But it's always, like... Interventions typically are like all your family and friends, right? So they are your supports. Yeah. So say you're the person with the addiction and you come in and you see everybody who you love 
identifying this issue with you. Yeah, right. Um, coming at you like they may, like it may be from a p- place of love, but I think the way that it's generally delivered sends a different message to the person who they're trying to help. Have you ever been involved in one? Um, not personally, okay. but I. You know someone who has had to. Yeah. So this is just from my, this is all anecdotal. Yeah. But there is research to support the negative effects of like intervention behaviors. Right. Um, but then again, how how can we sit here and be like, okay, well, yeah, no, they don't work when in reality we don't actually know what it's like to be in that situation. Yeah. And like, mm. it, I can see where, like I can empathize with, the things that people point out that are negative about them and but I can also see the value in them as well mm-hmm. you know like you you've got all, all your sports coming front, together frontal, to help you frontal, yeah, but but at the same time if you feel like your all your sports are then Quite against you as well. yeah. yeah it's like okay well who then do I have yeah well it's yeah it's a very challenging um what do you think um, how would you go about self-identifying an addictive behavior in yourself within myself mm. usually a telltale sign for do me you actively is how it do impacts it others well? yeah. yeah okay only because I've been caught Done in addictive be- yeah. yeah in it within addiction before yeah um, with my eating and you like the one of the bigger things for me is like being able to identify how it's impacting those around me. So uh, a core value of mine is that I I care about those who I love and I want their experiences with me to be positive. And that's something that I truly value. And it's not because I care so much about what people think of me. It's that I want to make others feel valued and I want to make others feel wanted and things like that. That's That makes me happy. It's very motherly. I'm a, very, I'm a very maternal person. Yep. Um, and I just care about people, mm-hmm. you know, and when I see someone who I love the most, like mm. suffering because of something that I'm doing or how I'm acting, that, that's something that, uh, flicks that's the switch me. Yeah. That's the drive for me. Right. Hmm. So, Okay. And then what are the steps you take to correct the behavior? Mm, well, you know, this has been years and years of progress. Yeah. But like initial steps that I took was just like, you know, uh, addressing, like identifying within myself why I'm even doing the behavior in the first place. Like, why am I eating in excess? Why am I not moving? Why do I want two on weekends lay in bed rather than go spend time with my family you know those sorts of things and then once I had identified that I sought help for that and so then I started feeling like a little bit more whole within myself and then you can make progress from there Mm -hmm. you can't just like slap band-aids on things like the people who for example like myself who would overeat continuously to the point where it was a problem um 
you can't just then be like, okay, well, you just got to stop overeating. That's yeah. not, um, that's never going to be sustainable because the underlying problem hasn't been addressed. Mm. So in order to have sustainability and longevity in like your end goal, mm. you need to dive a little bit deeper and unpack the actual issue, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I just looked up the 12 steps just because I've never really actually read them. Oh, what are they? Well, there's a few of them. Um, <laughs> well, there's 12. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're quite wordy. <laughs> okay. Um, but what interested, like the first one I was like, interesting because you can apply that to any addiction because it's obviously the 12 steps are specific to alcohol and they came from Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Okay. So, but the first one's like, we admit we are powerless over alcohol that our lives have become unmanageable. So you succumb to the fact that you have an addiction. Yeah. And it's destructive of your life. And then the second one immediately came, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Huh? Um, And then it gets into God and stuff. Now I didn't actually realize that. I thought legitimately. Yeah. This is on the Wikipedia page. Well, the Wikipedia is not reliable. No, come on. It I've, is more reliable. I've edited Wikipedia before. Yeah, nah, this is pretty reliable. Don't be silly. Oh my god! <laughs> Say that to all of my university professors. Wikipedia <laughs> is pretty reliable, um, but like it gets into like make a decision to turn over our will to God, um, et cetera, et cetera. It sort of makes sense in the context that, um, you know, uh, people. I think it's more profound in America. But they're, you know, saying like God saved them. Yeah. Um, it just, it kind of, um, it, that shocked me just then though, that's all. Because I would have thought, I, I wonder where are, are the origins of Alcoholics Anonymous, if they are like a religious organization or something like that. That'd be interesting to look into. But um, is there an Australian? AA? Yeah. No, but like, do we have our own like steps? Why would we be the same institute? What do you mean? Like the 12 steps come from that institution. Yeah, but they I'm sure they get filtered down through country to country. Well, yeah, but like the, the, the groups that are looking after these people are organizations. It's not the government. Do you know what I mean? Like Alcoholics Anonymous isn't some... It's a, like a not-for-profit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like... For instance, Lifeline. I'll just get it up here. Oh, it's their website. But the, the AA's 12 steps, like that comes from them. That's why I just wanted to curiously look at it because that's okay. what I think of a lot of people so think, think about. about when they think of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was that religious. That's all. It's very interesting. It's just kind of... Um, Given our last week's discussion. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... um. Uh, it shocks me because we've just been kind of saying like this needs to come from within you, like permanent changes yeah. from within. Where am I getting that from? Well, I think the permanent change in those 12 steps is that first one. You have to admit that there's a problem. Yeah, of course. That's the only time you can even yeah. encourage change. Uh, I promise you because, yeah. yeah, anyone could have told me it's so blue in the face. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm yeah. all G. Yeah. I, and that's what I mean when I said at the start, when I'm like, oh, well, what's going wrong here? I'm like, but, but I am okay with where I'm at. 
it's like well, well you're not ready to accept the change well <laughs> i or it's more it's like no 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 i may be happy about where i'm at but there are behaviors that i can still correct because part of that self-critique is it's like kind of your stoicism where you need to be striving to be the best person yeah. you are yeah and it's like you may be comfortable at the moment but with comfort comes um like laziness really yeah true um and then you fall into the bad behaviors mm. and the bad habits yeah um i guess then what you're saying is to to get over your addiction it needs to be um self-realized and then you need to course correct bad habits yeah but i think that's uh easier said than done yeah i mean you've read atomic habits hey yeah i know the gist of it amy's read it um and i understand the gist of it is basically small changes that cascade into big ones well yeah because we're all yeah tiny little particles right <laughs> now look at us all put together yeah um is that actually what they kind of go on to talk about in the thing uh from what i can remember that's a general yeah because I've, I've, always, I've always liked the idea that um, Small things equal big things, well, you know. We're cells, and then here's we're an tissues. Ab- like an abstract thought. It's not very abstract. It was like teenage me thinking about it. Oh my god! But when you think about uh, like like it's not how electrons work, but like orbits and stuff around protons and whatnot. Yeah, that self reflects a planet and its moons, right? Yeah. It's like well, if it at this level, like because physics is perfectly defined across, right? Well, not perfectly defined, but there are laws that exist yeah. are constant. It's like if, if this is happening on this level, and then you start to broaden it out. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, why isn't like the Earth consistent of a proton of a galaxy? Do you know what I mean? And then a galaxy could be a proton of something even larger than that, like yeah. a reality. And then a reality could be a a molecule of something even larger than that. Do you know what I mean? See, the thought process that came to mind when I first thought about it is when you get taught. Um, biology yeah and you get to one of the simplest structure first yeah but <laughs> and mean, then you do, that builds into well, what's who the, we are as people uh, yeah you do like you start at the yeah. cell or whatever but yeah. i'm like that's not even the simplest structure the simplest structure is like your atp channels and stuff like that do you know what i mean like we learn that do you learn that in high school Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of uni. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, you learn about the cell if you yeah, do biology you, in high school. Eukaryotic cell. How education will do a big one on. Yeah, we got to. Um, I think it's wild that people, like, like, sciences aren't mandatory. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for me back then. I would have su- sucked so bad at physics. Um, but it's funny because I, I love the idea of physics, like the laws of the universe, but I'm just not good at it. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, it's math. I'm not good yeah, at math. Yeah, I'm not good at um, math. But um, back to addiction. Mm. Um, I, yeah, like it, it's funny to, you, you got to like, it's funny that like when we think of vices as well, it's negative, mm. like negative vices. Yeah. What would be the word for like a positive vice? A hobby. A hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Your perception of a good vice would be a hobby. I suppose so. Mm. Like really self-identifying these behaviors is like you really need to take a step back. Yes. Yeah, you Mm. do because it's um, can be really distorted when you're in it. You need to take a, a step back to see more clear picture. 
because you can it's hard to see peripherals you know mm. mm-hmm. well i think maybe that's where like the intervention can play a role it's like you're yeah, it's you've got your blinders on and someone's coming along and trying to remove them for you mm. like all it, at once yeah that's where i think maybe my not issue great with it, i think maybe yeah um but like uh, you know like i know you're saying like you you couldn't make the change until you admitted the problem was there. But yeah. them chipping, I think they were chipping away at you constantly to the point where you could make the realisation. Oh, I'm sure that they definitely yeah. had Yeah, and that's some. where the, like, the outside influence can come in to play. Hmm. So, there was... Like, w- do you think you ever were going to change your behaviour if no one said anything to you? Yeah, I, I actually do. You reckon? Yeah. Everyone just said... No- absolutely, everyone said nothing. Never course corrected you, never complained. Yeah. Were fully accepting of that behavior. You think you would still have had this realization this isn't good? Yeah. Wow. Only because, you know, like, yes, people just say no one ever said anything to me. Yeah. But communication isn't always verbal. None of that. No, not even. Nothing. nothing. That's what I mean. Fully accepting of you. So they just fully loved it. Yeah. I still reckon I would have. I don't know. I do. I think... Because I think I was sticking to that way because I was unhappy. So I think ultimately I would, me as a person, would have wanted to achieve that happiness. Yeah, your realisation... Somehow. So you're saying your realisation... This is me thinking, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. You're saying your (laughs) realisation was that this... this repetitive action isn't actually achieving the happiness I want. Correct. And that didn't come from anyone outside no. saying this isn't making, this isn't doing what you think it is. No. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. But in reality, we don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have no idea. But no idea. I, you know, I would like to say, yeah, hell yeah. I would have like still become the same person. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't Could know. Still be laying in bed right Cause now. I like, I'm like, we can, ex- we can extrapolate that out to like maybe normal people yeah not that you're not a normal person well we know i'm abnormal (laughs) (laughs) that's what makes me special (laughs) i'm unique you need unique new york that's what i was saying before we started the pod unique new york all right should we cut it off there yeah okay bye